The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. What's going on, everybody? Eric Franson with you on a Monday afternoon, right after the Utah Jazz game, where they're doing quite an epic job of tanking uh, to get the right position that they want. Uh, up 100 to 85 with a minute to go in the third quarter, and they end up losing to the Mavericks, um, who also played a bunch of scrubs. But uh, it's okay. That's what the Jazz are trying to do, and. Uh, playing for position and giving other guys rotation minutes. Try to find other uh, help and other guys that are willing to play and give them energy, I guess. That's what Quinn Snyder said afterwards. If you missed it, we'll play uh, replay some of his postgame comments. But really the big news of the afternoon is what uh, Brett McMurphy is reporting uh, from Stadium uh, that the, about the Mountain West and what's going on with college Football And uh, with that, actually, Ajay wasn't going to be here today. And he isn't physically, but we still found a way to involve him because this is such big news going on with the Mountain West. Uh, Ajay, he's uh, joining me now in an undisclosed location. Um, Ajay, big news today that the Mountain West is going to cancel their football season this fall. Yeah, I swear, like, I go on vacation and the mountain, like, the football gods are like, you know what? He's on vacation. So you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna ruin it. Um, and so just here we just are. for you, just because of you being gone. If That's you hadn't right. have left, Aj, everything would still be fine. We'd still be planning for a fall. Would be Utah State would be preparing to find that uh, open opponent for the twenty sixth. Otherwise, they'd be getting ready for BYU. But no, because you have left, Mountain West football is canceled. I'll tell you this. I uh, I actually got drive or ride in a Lamborghini today. I can't tell you how fast we were going in case there's any officers listening. But <laughs> well, it was a lot of fun. So, so you know, some of my days been good. Yeah, this, this this is a total big bummer. I'm Eric. Maybe you're. Uh, I don't know how you feel about this. I'm surprised they made the announcement that they didn't wait it out. I I, I think the Mount West Conference should have waited it out um, and gave it just a little bit more time. I feel bad for the. And, and it's not just football. It's fall, you know. I think it's fall sports too. I think it's as a whole. And I feel bad for the players. I feel bad for the athletes. Um, and you know what? I feel bad. I got to be honest. I feel bad for Mr. Hartwell because that job of his cannot be easy right now. And what he had to tell, you know, and the discussions he's had to have, and and probably what he had to tell the coaches and maybe even the players or whatever, uh, could not have been easy on his part, and uh, I get just—it's got to be sickening to him just as much as anybody. Uh, this is a this is a huge bummer, and um, and I know that they're saying that there's some hope of spring ball, but I would honestly be very very confident in saying that there will not be any spring ball at all. Uh, once again, we love to uh, get the feedback from our audience as you're hearing this news as we're trying to make sense of it. Feel free to text in four three five. Three three nine zero three two one. Again, that's four three five three three nine zero three two one. We got a text from nine three one five who says, "I think the Big Ten is in turmoil. The Big Ten is conflicting on board members. Leaked announcements did even uh, give players and coaches a chance to respond to change in the season. Teams in the Big Ten sound like they have players and coaches that want to play football now, 
Just want to know what has changed from last week when they announced their football schedule to this week, saying no football. I'm very sad that Mountain West moved to the spring. I hope we have football. Uh, um, one thing yeah. I want to make clear, the Mountain West has not definitively said they will move to the spring. Yeah, and that's and that's what I don't know where that report's coming from, and it's got to stop. I don't. I mean, like they're saying, sources said this that they're gonna, you know, they're gonna hopeful for a spring. Unless I hear from Utah State, unless I hear from Mister Hartwell, or unless I hear from the Mountain West Conference, there's no spring ball, um, and that that rumor really needs to stop right now because what we have done here, Eric, and what the situation has done. Is it led our fall athletes to believe that they were going to have a, have a season in whatever sport it was? They were led on to believe that they were going to have a season, and now they are crushed by this news here on August what tenth today, um, fourteen days away from fall camp, Eric, um, gearing up and ready to go. And now we have told them that they can't have a football season in the fall. So if we are not going to have a spring season. Um, and there's been no, I don't think there's been anything, like I said, from Mr. Hartwell or from Mount West Conference that has alluded to such. It needs to stop. That rumor needs to stop right now. Right. It, it, it's just the, the news today, This according to Stadium, who reported this first, and there have been some rumblings throughout college football at various different levels that decisions like this could be made within the next few days. But uh, the MAC made it official over the weekend that they were going to postpone all fall sports. Mountain West, according to Stadium, had a vote of presidents today and that they are going to cancel all of their fall sports. And it says, uh, according to Stadium, the Mountain West will consider playing football in the spring. That, that's there's that's nothing very definitive about that. Yeah, there's and I, 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 we've talked about it before, Eric. There's, there's complications to playing in the spring. One playing a game on February 12th at home um, is just, it's going to be very brutal. It's going to be brutal for the players. It's going to be, you know what the weather can do in Utah. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's going to be rough. I just don't, and then, and then you got the NFL draft uh, in April, and you've got some athletes who will say, well, I, I want to go prepare for the draft. Uh, if the football season runs anywhere close to the draft, whether it's combine, pro day, or the draft itself, there's no way. And and from what you know, from what we've kind of read and what we've heard, and I mean, even when we talked to Ethan, you know, the, the NFL draft doesn't seem like it's going to be moving. Roger Goodell hasn't come out and said, "Well, hey, look, if football does this or does that and moves to spring, we'll move the NFL draft back." They haven't said a word like that. And we're in August, and that draft is in April. They would have made that announcement a long time ago. And so um, the, the spring just brings up a ton of different complications that you just – I don't know if you can do it. And if they can, you know, like I said, in Aggie, you know, Aggie Nation trusts Mr. Hartwell. They trust him. And so whatever decision they come up with, you know, they're going to do its best, and, and, uh, and, and that will be that. But, man – Playing in spring is going to be very, very hard to do. I'm just going to be very honest right well, now. Well, like you said, there's a there's a weather aspect. I mean, if you if you play in the spring, probably to get it in under this normal student athletic, excuse me, academic calendar, you'd need to start in February. So that means your camp and you bring your players back, start getting ready. That's going to be mid to late December. Yes, Utah State has some indoor facilities, but that's going to be a really rough training camp. You can't do anything outside. Yeah. 
Uh, I guess you could, but it's not going to be pleasant. And then, yeah. uh, in addition to that, I mean, just the logistics and, and the weather the way it is, and, and think of the other Mountain West institutions in Logan and Colorado Springs, which is above, you know, a mile above sea level. Uh, Laramie, Wyoming, 7,000 feet plus above sea level. That's going to be a nightmare for those those schools to try to do that or any visiting team to to try to play in that. But beyond that, beyond those those concerns with weather, are we going to ask these players to play two football seasons within six months of yeah. each other? See, that's the other thing. You bring up a great point, and, and that's probably the most obvious point, I think, would be that if you have a spring season, then you have a fall season. That fall season, you got to still have spring ball you get or some sort of a spring ball. You still got to have fall camp. Players are, you know, it's and the players can't fully recover. In fact, I was talking to a former college football player uh, about a few days ago, and I asked him something similar to this of how easy it is to recover and play two seasons because we brought the notion of maybe you play spring ball, and he said it's dangerous. It is absolutely dangerous for any of those kids that age um, to go out there and play one season, a full season, or, or even a conference season. He said even a shortened season. And then all of a sudden, four months later, whatever it is, go play another football season and begin it again. He says it's really, really hard to do. It's really dangerous for the body. Um, and some kids could get seriously hurt. And so, again, and, and like I, I've said this over and over and over again, I know I've mentioned Mr. Hartwell a ton, but I, I truly do know, I know this for a fact, Mr. Hartwell and this USU staff, they do care about the kids' safety. They do care about the kids' health. That is their number one priority. Um, they want these kids to have a season. They understand how much it means to them, and, but they also understand the health, and they wouldn't do anything to risk that um, for uh, just some, uh, what would you call it? I, I don't know, just for some un- uh, unnecessary reason, I guess. Well, I, uh, what a strange couple of days. I mean, hey, last week think- it was revised schedule. We're going to delay. We're going to do conference only. We've set the schedules. We know what we're going to do. We've got a plan in place. Uh, and then there was this movement, more and more players, conference players, saying, you know, Whatever conference hashtag united started to become more of a more of a thing, and these players are like, "Hey, we just want to make sure we're taken care of, and that there are safety protocols, there's testing." And now it's like we've come to this point just a few days later, where instead of addressing that issue and finding ways to still take care of player safety and do testing, we're just going to throw up our hands and say, "You know what? We're just going to call it a day and." Hope the dust settles by the time uh, December comes around and we can see what things are like. Hey, I, I got a question for you. When the Mac made their announcement, did you get the gut feeling that, yep, we're not playing this year? Or wh- what was your first impression when the Mac made their announcement over the weekend? Uh, yes, that was my reaction. That here is a here's an FBS conference that's that's folding it up, that's going to put a delay. Because the, the lower conferences... Even UConn, yeah, it's UConn. They they don't have a season. They're independent. They're out of money. It makes sense why they would do that. They'll say coronavirus safety, but we know why they did that. But when the MAC did it, I think it starts to settle in for other conferences, particularly those other Group of Five conferences that provides you know a big pause. Like wow, if they're going to do it, it's probably likely that the Mountain West will do it. 
The Power Five conferences, they may be able to have the deep pockets and they may be able to find a way to still do this. They can afford testing players every day if they need to. But these other conferences, these other schools within those conferences, I don't think they can do that. So, Eric, the next concern now comes up to this. (laughs) And this is probably a bigger issue than anything. Do those kids get an extra year of eligibility? And if so, how does the scholarship thing work? A fair question. I know that's one of the things that's been talked about is that uh, with this, these, these player movements is they wanted to make sure that their scholarships would still be honored if they decided to opt out. Well, the whole thing is opting out. So uh, do you still honor those scholarships, which they should? Um, but if you do a, a season in the spring, then the scholarship still exists. If this the football season doesn't happen in the spring, if you go a full year without it and you come back, I think the NCAA will say, we'll make it available. We'll allow each school to determine how they want to handle that, much like they did in the spring with baseball and the other sports, spring sports. But what we saw, if we, what we'll learn from what happened in the spring, I think will still be applied to football next year, is that by and large, the, those uh, schools across the country who lost a year of football will not do an extra year of eligibility because they're already going to be in the hole big financially from not having a season, but then they'll have to pay extra scholarship money. They'll have to have extra room and board. They'll have to have extra tuition costs. And then how do you handle your, your recruiting class? You just not go out and recruit freshmen that year because your roster is going to be totally screwed up. So, I think that they'll, the NCAA will say something to make it look nice, but I don't know how many schools will actually do it. Yeah, and again, that luckily you and I don't have to make those decisions. I can't imagine what – I mean, not only a thought process of that, you have to tell kids that they don't get to play football this fall, that next spring is, is you know, on the fritz or just – I mean, it's in limbo to say the least. But then you have to handle scholarship count and, and player count, roster count. If they do get that extra year of eligibility, um, it's it's a really tough day for coaches around the around the Mountain West Conference, and and you know the MAC had to go through the same thing too. And if I if I dare say, if I'm bold enough to say, I think the Big Ten um, will probably do the same thing as well as the Pac-12. We'll have to have those conversations tomorrow. So the Big Ten and the SEC, their presidents, according to reports, are are scheduled to be meeting tonight. Uh, Pac-12 and Big 12 presidents are expected to meet tomorrow. Big 12, on their call, and their group meeting, they're expected to include medical professionals and their athletic directors. And then the ACC, their presidents are expected to meet on Wednesday. Um, you know, the news first broke this morning that that was a strong possibility that the Big 10 and the Pac-12 were going to, uh, to cancel. But now that the Mountain West and the MAC have done it, it may provide cover for them to say, you know what, it's in our best interest to do that. And yeah. who's and, going to be the I last think, one standing? Eric, you and I talked to each other yesterday, I think it was, because we, we kind of had the notion that, you know, something might be coming. But when the MAC canceled, and you bring up a great point, when the MAC canceled, it kind of just, it was the first person to finally dance. Like, it's kind of like when you're at a high school dance or whatever, and, and nobody wants to go out there and be the first person because they want to, quote-unquote, make a fool of themselves. And then all of a sudden, you know, one person goes out and everyone says, okay, I can do it too. 
the Mac canceling the season did just that. It opened the door for everybody else to say, you know what, we can do the same thing. And again, I don't think um, athletic directors were thrilled to do it. I don't think they really wanted to do it, but um, I think there's there's just too much liability too. I, I really do like we talked about the safety of the kids, and and I think you and I have mentioned before on a show earlier that one kid, one kid tests positive and he gets really sick. There is a you're having bigger issues than if you're going to play football or not. There is much bigger issues after that, and you can't assume. You can never assume with the coronavirus that it's not going to just attack one person and call it good. Not with this. One of the things that's really fueling this about face is uh, more information that about that's coming to light about a potential uh, heart condition, a lingering heart condition that could be an after effect of having coronavirus. Um, and it's a myo, myocarditis, if I pronounce that properly. It's an inflammation of the heart muscle. And apparently in studies in the Big Ten and how they're tracking the disease among their athletes and the tests that they've been doing, um, it has been found in at least five of their athletes and uh, several other athletes in other conferences. And so it seems to be that this is what's causing this concern and this pump the brakes kind of attitude over these last few days uh, with coronavirus, whereas before, you know, that age group, that age population, really not very susceptible to have any serious effects of getting COVID-19, much less, you know, deadly effects. Um, In fact, John Wilner had a great piece that he put together comparing Really, an argument that we were making just the other day, comparing uh, managing the risk of concussions and CTE to coronavirus. And he went a lot deeper than we did. He actually talked to medical professionals. But uh, he says, really, the, the, the odds of getting coronavirus among these, these age uh, population of, of football players is, uh, is less than getting a concussion and having more serious effects, lingering effects from getting a concussion. But I think there's other data now, other information about potential lingering long-term effects with the heart. And I think that's what's causing a lot of the pause here is that uh, these medical professionals at, at these universities are saying, we need to know more, we need to understand it better, and we can't put our players at risk. Yeah, in fact, it was, the, uh, it was, a, um, in fact, it was Paula Levine, or Levine, of an ESPN investigative reporter, who, uh, who mentioned something to the fact, saying that a heart issue linked to COVID-19 fuels Power 5 concern. Medical sources say at least five Big Ten athletes and other athletes in the Power 5 have been found to have post-COVID heart issues. And that cardiologist Dr. Matthew Martinez said he had received calls from physicians from at least a dozen Power 5 schools who have identified more than a dozen athletes with some post-COVID-19 uh, injury of some sort. He said about half of them had symptoms. That's that's scary. Half, Eric. Half. Well, this uh, so. Dr. John McKnight, he's the head primary care team physician at Virginia. Um, this is according to an ESPN report. Says that while questions about COVID-19 testing availability, turnaround time for results, and the impact of a possible community surge of cases uh, have all been factors in deciding to uh, return to competition, it's this long-term cardiac concern for athletes 
that seems to be the tipping point here just within the last few days. Uh, and this McKnight says the likelihood the individual goes on to have myocardial complication is very low in athletes who had no or very low-grade COVID-19 symptoms, but there needs to be more studies. There needs to be more understood, uh, especially for that longer-range outlook for these uh, young athletes. Yeah, scary stuff. Again, I just I feel sick right now, and and uh, <laughs> man, I feel bad for the kids. Again, like I said, I feel really, really bad for those kids. But at the same time, again, we got to think about the health and safety of the kids. And I know that's what, uh, you know, everyone kind of has. I, well, I know that the people that I've, that I've talked to say that that's what's kind of been in the forefront of their minds is the safety. That it wasn't about money, it was about safety. And, and that's what we're doing here. So um, it's just surreal, Eric. I mean, I'm sitting here with my friend and, <laughs> you know, we're in our vacation. And I kind of looked at him, I said, now what do we do? And uh, he he shook his head. And he looked at me and he said, "It's just he used that he used that word surreal." He said, "It's it's surreal what we're going through." And and here we are. We're actually, you know, I know undisclosed is probably the word I should be using, but we're in Las Vegas and it's it's ghost town here, man. It is a ghost town here, uh, which is really strange. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, we got a text from four 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 six, who says, "Absolute failure to plan." How long have they had to plan, and they can't get their crap together? So sad. May or may He's not so have right. called my wife and complained to her like a teenage girl getting dumped by her boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but he's right. Four four six or yeah, four 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 six is a hundred percent right. Like, like a hundred percent right. That is that is the best message I've heard so far. The failure to plan, right? Not from not from our athletic director standpoint. I'm not pointing the finger at him. I'm pointing at the head of the NCAA. What in the world has he, has he been doing for the past six months, Eric? Six months, man. What has he been doing? Yeah. Like, has he yeah. just been like twiddling his thumbs? How is it that this has been going on since March? How is it that they have not been able to create consistent, across-the-board, understood protocols for player safety and for testing? And for heaven, for, and yeah, heaven forbid... Why haven't we all done a better job of curbing this thing? Yeah. It's not politics, it's pigskin. We talked about that a month ago, two months ago. Just wear a mask, do the social distancing, wash your hands, avoid large gatherings. But you know what? What did we see this past weekend? We saw a a fair and a rodeo packed with thousands of people in an arena and very, 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 very few people wearing masks. Waiting in line for 30 minutes to get your corn dog. Very, 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 very few people wearing masks. What was the high school that had all those kids crowded into it and nobody had masks? You know where that was? Well, there's uh, several high schools doing scrimmages, and uh, there was one floating around a picture of the scrimmage, the, the, the stands. Wow, where was that? I don't remember. It was somewhere in the Wasatch. Front. Oh, it was it was Mountain Crest, I, I believe, is, is what I'm being told. Um, there was another high school that had a photo of a bunch of kids and and no math. Like that 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 amazed me. And I I don't know if that was, I think that might have been in, in the country or outside of the state, but somewhere else. But like we just aren't taking it serious enough. I know people keep saying, well, there's only 0.1 percent rate of death. One of my good friend's fathers just passed away because of COVID-19 symptoms. 
Now he did have another another issue too, um, and I'm not going to get into that part. But it, dude, it, it like we have we are we have people dying. <laughs> we have people dying, and and yet people are oh yeah, it's, it's just one death. That's what it always seems to be. Is it just one death? Go tell that to the mom, son, daughter, wife, uh, brother, sister. Go tell them it's just one death, please, and, and let me know what the response is. I got more texts coming in. We got more we want to get to. Brett McMurphy has more breaking news. We'll get into that. AJ, can you stick around for a little bit, or do you got to go? No, I got one more segment with you, man. All right, let's take a quick time out here on the Full Court Press. We'd love to get your texts, your reactions to the news today that the Mountain West, there's a report that they have voted to – cancel fall sports there's no yet firm decision about what will happen in the spring but looks like football for utah state is off for this fall again we'll get into that with more details coming up next here on the full court press Doctors Wood, Benyon, Plotter, and Robinette of Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat are excited to welcome you to both office locations, the Cache Valley Hospital and 169 North Gateway, Providence, right next to the Bank of Utah. Social distancing and all safety guidelines are in place. The new Providence office location will also be accepting patients for the Allergy Clinic and Hearing Aid Center. Please call 753-7880 for telehealth conference calls. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. Go to cachevalleyent.com for details you're on vacation and your vehicle breaks down nothing can be worse what can you do this may have been avoided if you went to a1 automotive for a pre-trip checkup a1 automotive will give your car the once over so you can prevent a disaster and they offer a three-year 36,000 mile warranty and roadside assistance online at a1 automotiveperformance.com a1 automotive is so busy they need experienced automotive techs if you're looking for a change of scenery give them a call or drop off your resume at the shop on 10th west In the Army National Guard, family means everything. Our parents, they were really supportive that all five of us would join. I got my education because of the Guard. I got to travel a little bit and experience a whole different culture. It helped me get my job, it helped me pay for my house. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard instills pride that you and your family will share. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the Utah Army National Guard. Aired by the Utah Broadcasters Association and this station. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric Franson, AJ Salveson, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. Also streaming online, 1069thefan.com. Big news reported by Brett McMurphy of Stadium that the Mountain West is going to cancel fall sports. Uh, They've canceled their football season this fall because of player health and safety concerns. Uh, football in the spring is being considered, but is not definitive. Uh, McMurphy just now also reporting that the Sun Belt plans to follow the SEC's lead and still play sports this fall. 435-339-0321 if you want to weigh in. Uh, 9315 texts, do you think there will be layoffs or furloughs in college football now due to bad planning? They've had plenty of time, I think. A crazy cat lady has a better plan in place. <laughs> uh, I, I would go with yes. 
it it's frustrating to me, Ajay, that um, there's been months and months and months to prepare and plan and to put in protocols. The fact that these players had to come up and, and be unified and put together these social media campaigns, frankly, is embarrassing for the schools and institutions across the country for college football. These should have been planned out, understood, educated, and executed at this point. And now here we are. Uh, we should be in the full swing of fall camp, and that was delayed, and now it's going to be pushed off to who knows when. It really is It's a failure of leadership at the highest level for the NCAA that they didn't establish the protocols and communicate that to the to the different conference commissioners and then let them say to each school and their member institutions, this is how it's going to be done in order for us to play and to keep these kids safe. Uh, instead, it's, uh, it's come across as everyone's in it for themselves. Do what you can to still get your money, and uh, we'll just try to manage the risk the best we can if these kids get sick. Again, four 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 six. I thought brought up a great point. You know, where is the plan? Where is the leadership? Nine three one five texting. Same thing. I'm with it. Just no plan at all. No plan at all. And just the, the NCAA. Again, or, not pointing fingers or, at our wonderful. Or if the plan that was there was just half baked. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a good way to put it. I mean, I mean, we twiddle our thumbs for six months, and I say we. I mean, Mr. White, the NCAA president. Twirls his thumbs, continues to collect a paycheck, and then when push comes to shove, he's you know he, he says, "Well, let's go back to the Power Five commissioners." It just never made sense. Um, it was a just a bad decision from the get go, or at least bad leadership from his part. And here we are now, man. Like we have nobody's on the same page, and that includes Power Five conferences. Nobody's on the same page, and it, and it sucks. Uh, one of the, I want to get to one of the other questions that 9315 posed. Do you think there will be layoffs or furloughs in college football now? Uh, I think that answer is a definitive yes. I don't yeah. know oh, how yeah. a college football program or an athletic department can stay fully staffed at this point. Yeah, and that's the crappy part. we got some great and incredible people at Utah State and the athletics department now having to worry about being furloughed or not having a job until January, February, or whenever it is. And I feel sick for them. I absolutely feel sick for them. I feel, and, and for those around the country who have lost a job today or will, or will lose a job tomorrow here within the week, I feel really, really bad for them. And, my goodness, I just it, – uh, it's not fair. Um, and, and, to be honest, that's kind of the way the COVID-19 has kind of ran is, not fair. It takes lives and it's taking jobs and it, it, it's, it's an incredible huge shame. For those who are saying this is just a rumor, I'm not going to believe it, uh, Mountain West has just now officially released the announcement that they are going to postpone. It's an indefinite postponement of all scheduled fall sports. It's not just football. Um, Mountain West Championship events, they're also being postponed because of as it says, the challenges, ongoing challenges with the effective mitigation and management of COVID-19 virus in conjunction with athletic competition. Um, not going to read the whole release, but uh, basically it, it's, it's con- confirming everything that we have been discussing. Uh, there is a comment here from Dr. Mary Papazian, the president of San Jose State University. She's the chair of the Mountain West Board of Directors. 
Here's what she had to say in the release. Nothing is more important than the health and well-being of our students, student-athletes, coaches, faculty, staff, and overall communities. Uh, through the hard work of many of uh, many over the past several months, the conference made every effort to create an opportunity for our student-athletes to compete, and we empathize with the disappointment this creates for everyone associated with our programs. The best interests of our students and student-athletes remain our focus and will persist in our efforts to forge a viable and responsible path forward. Close quote. There you have it, folks. It's official, official. The Mountain West comes out and uh, confirms that, yes, fall sports, not just football, but all fall sports are postponed indefinitely. I just freaking hate this. I hate 2020. I, and the thing is, is I, I, again, like, I, I understand it. Like, we're, we're talking about kids here, but, oh, man, the, the sacrifice that their season has to go until future date or if they even have a season at all, just that, that that's what heartbreaks me the most. And as we just talked about the furloughs, too, that are coming and that will continue to come because, Eric, there is a funding that goes into it. We've talked about that before. And um, and so I, I go back to what I've said before. If, if we don't have those football games and such, we need to continue to to donate to the, the Aggie Athletics because, you know, it's, it's a really hard time right now. It's a hard time for a lot of people and a lot of businesses too. And, and unfortunately, the athletics has now taken their major hit. And this is, this is a big one. Uh, I was I- – I talked earlier about a kind of a timeline of what's going on with the other Power Five conferences. Apparently, the ACC moved up their meeting to today, and CBS Sports is reporting that the ACC absolutely intends to play this season. So, am I am I too hard to say that I don't think they make it through? No, i I don't think the ACC or the SEC. Honestly, with the traveling they're going to be doing and everything included, I'm not so sure they make it through a football season. And then all those people are going to say, well, you shouldn't have played in the first place. Well, you weren't saying that about, you know, three months ago when the Mountain West Conference decided to look out for the kids and, and, and not have a season. The ACC and SEC don't work out and they don't finish the season. They're, real, they're Right now they look like the heroes. They're going to be the laughing stock. Well, that that's the real question you hear. Well, when this is all said and done, will people look back on history to say the MAC and the Mountain West were were the best conferences to see it coming and made the decision early to you know avoid further harm to their student athletes, or will they look back and say it really wasn't that bad? It was better to have the students or the athletes on campus in f- football facilities receiving care, nutrition and schedules and it turns out it wasn't that big of a deal and those schools those conferences jumped the gun and missed opportunities right now it's um, hard to foresee what that's going to look like yeah brian fisher of athlon sports has just tweeted out in other football news a number of fcs leagues and schools are lobbying behind the scenes for d1 council to recommend moving fcs playoff to spring they have until August 21st to decide. Only two options now are moving to spring or full cancellation. Council meeting will begin Wednesday. Uh, even if the decision is to go to spring is reached, uh, it still can be canceled down the road. FCS leaders at least want the option. 
So wonderful, Eric. Just flipping wonderful. <laughs> Do we have any good news today? Has it all been bad news? Uh, the, you won pick six. Yeah, I did win pick six. That's true. Yeah, I did win pick six. That actually is great news. I mean, that I don't know. I don't know you a gift now. We we cancel each other out. Do we? <laughs> I don't think it works that way. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Hey, I'll get you something from Vegas. Like, what do you want? Do you want a? Uh, do you want a towel? Well, I want, want that ride that you, uh, you you got a test drive today. You're go in a ride in. Bring oh that home. yeah. Um, you know, Eric, you probably couldn't handle something like that. It's too classy for you. <laughs> I could find a way. <laughs> hey, um, I, 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 know we, uh, I know we got uh, in college football, and that is a major story today. Can I just tell you how weird that Jazz game was? Which one? Yeah, the first half or the second half? Is that the one you're talking about? Um, <laughs> the one today like, or the one on Saturday? Well, well I mean, they both you know had their what? weirdness. Yeah, I was going to say, they're both kind of combined into one, aren't they? Just the way things went, had a big lead, lost a big lead, then lost the game. Do you believe that Quinn knew the seating, saw the pitcher, saw the writing on the wall, and said, hold on, we got to make an adjustment? All right, hey, all you guys are out. You know what, Moutier? We need to get you reps. Why don't you get in there? You know what, uh, Tony Bradley, you continue to suck. Why don't you go ahead and go play then? Like, do you think we purposely lost for the fact of seeding? And do you think it's going to backfire on us if Reese and Rockets somehow do jump up to uh, third place? Well, at this point, the Jazz are a serious threat of dropping to seventh. That's good, right? <laughs> I mean, the chances of, of facing Houston are much less. But honestly, I don't know that there is a, any good matchup for Utah. Other than if they somehow could play Dallas and whoever the eighth team is, and even then, I would be sketchy about that because those teams are fighting to 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 get there and have momentum on their side and confidence. So, frankly, there's not really a good matchup anywhere for Utah. Not even Denver. Why do people think Denver's a great matchup? The Denver's Jazz defensive. lost every game against Denver this year. Yeah, but Nikola Jokic owns the Jazz this season. Okay, but that will, I think that will make some adjustments in the playoffs. I seriously, no, and I'm being dead serious. We beat the Nuggets in six games in the first round if we play them. Why do you think that? Uh, because one, guard play. Two, Murray has there. been an animal against the Jazz. They cannot figure him out. It's a two man game that the Jazz have not been able to solve. And you know what? I still think four players are better than two. We've got Mitchell, Ingles, Conley, Gobert. I think if you put that together and Jordan Clarkson has a good playoff, I still think that we beat the Nuggets in six games. I, and I think Murray's going to cool down. Murray's going to cool down. They're going to figure it out, I think, in the playoffs. Uh, like we're, yeah. I seriously think, and this is crazy, but I think that we beat the Clippers in seven or the Nuggets in six if we play one of those two teams. If we play Houston, we get swept. <laughs> I, have, I really have very little confidence the Jazz are getting out of the first round. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't care who it is. The loss of Boyan Bogdanovich is big. I think that's part of the reason why Quinn is playing these rotation guys so much. He's just trying to find somebody who may be able to give the Jazz some quality minutes and see if, who he can work in. 
but I have I really have little confidence. I mean, what are the Jazz two and five in this thing right now? Yeah, two and five. But you know what? It's an asterisk. To and who five. did they beat? They, a crappy no, New Orleans hold, team hold on, and a Memphis team that hasn't done anything either. No, but here's the thing, though. Like, if they quit on two of those games on purpose, they purposely tried to lose three. No, yeah, two of those games: Spurs and the Mavericks, and they succeeded in both, which was great. Now the Nuggets game, you know what? They still play pretty well. I mean, Eric, they lost in double overtime. I mean, let's 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 cool down here. Right, double that, overtime. But that's what Nuggets. has me worried. This team is—they're not playing with consistency and confidence. If we if we play this seeding game, tanking game. Do we really have that much confidence in this team that they have that veteran type of leadership that they can just flip a switch? Okay, it's go time. We'll be there. They have more experience than the Nuggets. I I, and I know like it's a different kind of playoff because there's no fans, neutral side court. Um, but I I think they have more experience. Quinn knows to handle knows how to handle those kind of things. I think Quinn's a really good adjustment coach. Really, really good adjustment coach. Some players can overcome the adjustments. LeBron James, Luka Doncic, uh, Giannis, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, list goes on. The Nuggets don't have one guy who can overcome adjustments. Not even Jokic. I don't know. I'm just worried that the Jazz have one game left. And they don't look like they're very consistent and ready to be a playoff contending team. Because I was hopeful that through this whole bubble scenario, the Jazz would... I expected there would be some tweaks to the lineup. And I'm not saying I expected the Jazz to win every game. But I expected the Jazz to be competitive and try to fight Mm -hmm. and to figure out who could fill that role that's missing with with, uh, Boyan Bogdanovich being out. I still don't have that that confidence. They've been putting up a lot more threes in the last few games and hitting those threes, but I'm still very nervous about this Jazz team. No, that's a great point. There is reason to be concerned because you don't have the, the extra scoring, the padded scoring you get from Bogdanovich. If Clarkson can find it, I don't have any faith in George Yang. If Clarkson can find it, and hopefully Morgan comes back after right knee soreness, he'll be good to go for the playoffs. We're going to be okay. I still think the Jazz can be a Clippers or Nuggets squad. Oklahoma City scares me a tad bit, to be honest with you, but Oklahoma City doesn't have that pure depth. Um, not even like the Jazz do. They just have a bunch of rookies, young guys coming off. I, I still like our Jazz squad over Oklahoma City. Not as confident on that one. Um, but, uh, I mean, things are going to get interesting. Remember, Jazz have one more game. They play at 4.30 on Thursday, which, Eric, that means I'm not going to be in the studio until Friday. That's weird. Um, but they still have one more game, and uh, um, I, I still think that with with that, they can make an adjustment to either stay in six or drop to seven, depending on what everybody else does in their final game. I don't know. Uh, yeah, there's still a lot to be done. I mean, the, the, the Dallas Mavericks need to keep winning. Uh, if the Jazz lose one more game... The Jazz could fall to seven. Dallas could move up. As soon as Dallas loses one game or the Jazz win one game, uh, the Jazz could fall no farther than sixth. Um, But at this point, 
I mean, I think it's pretty well set that the Jazz are going to be sixth. And uh, but maybe they do fall to seven. Um, and uh, maybe it's not that bad if they face the Clippers. Uh, they've had some dysfunction. They're not playing great, but still, there's uh, the Clippers, Nuggets, Rockets, Thunder. Uh, all of them scare me for the Jazz in any kind of a playoff situation. So, and that, and that makes sense. We'll be all right. So yeah, we we uh, games at four thirty on uh, on Thursday. Is that right, Eric? Yes, just announced today. Jazz will tip off at four thirty on Thursday for their final game against the Spurs. Oh, fuck. Okay, well, go Aggies. I want to read this text real quick before we let you go. Uh, This is from 5338. He says, so in the spring, are we going to have football, basketball, doubleheaders? So that's another great point, actually. It's a possibility. Yeah, and I was going to say, there is, I think out of all the problems or the complications that could be in effect, basketball is the least of concerns. If you can have that basketball game at your house on like a 7 o'clock at night, have that football game at 11, because no one wants to come watch a football game at 7 o'clock at night in the middle of February. Let's be honest with with each other. But if they can have that basketball game at night and have that football game at, say, 11 a.m., 12 p.m., and then you could put a package together because you have a great marketing team up there at Utah State. Put a package together. Hey, if you get two tickets to the football game, um, you're, you know, then those two uh, tickets are good for the men's basketball game or for a women's basketball game. You could do the same thing with women's volleyball if they could maybe turn around and do it in spring or something to the effect. But if you could some, find something like that and uh, allow, you know, football and basketball to happen and put a package together and a deal for our wonderful Aggie fans, you could pull it off. I really think you could. All right. Well, uh, I think it's going to cause some people to have some really tough decisions about what they want to do, how they're going to spend their money. And so attendance at both is going to be kind of weak. But there, yeah. there's very, very real possibilities you're going to have a lot of overlap. Yep, absolutely. All right. Thanks, Aj. Thanks for chiming in, even though you're on vacation. <laughs> hey, Mountain West Conference football and uh, the way the state's been. I've been on my phone so much, I forgot that I was on a vacation with my friend. And he's all like, hey. You can be on your phone the rest of the night. And I said, it depends what else is announced. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Eric. Appreciate it, bud. All right. Thanks, RJ. All right. Stay healthy. All right. Again, the announcement, it's official. The Mountain West canceling fall sports. Uh, no word yet on if anything is going to be made up in the spring or not. Uh, we'll take a step aside here on the Full Court Press update on a few other things going on today around college football um, and some of the other announcements. Next hour, we'll update you on a few more of these things. Uh, also, we'll get some previews for high school football. Uh, the, those are still planned and scheduled to take place starting this weekend. And so we'll get some previews for the Skyview Bobcats and the Green Canyon Wolves coming up next hour with our play-by-play friends John Newbold and uh, Craig Hislop. So stay tuned for that next hour. There's now more to explore at Loveland Living Planet Aquarium. Come see the new Rio Tinto Kennecott Plaza. Take in the impressive eco-structure up close. Embrace your curiosity and explore your connection to our living planet. All free with aquarium admission so you can get out of the house and explore the depths of the ocean to the deserts of Utah. Loveland Living Planet Aquarium, open daily. Reserve your visit at theLivingPlanet.com. 
Colonel. Good morning, sir. I see you found a way to keep our cannon out of the mud. Pavers, sir. As a mason, I used to lay them for courtyards and patios. Brilliant. Thank you. They hold up beautifully no matter how punishing the conditions. I can see that. Say, uh, after the war, think you'd be available to pave my patio at Mount Vernon? Stone pavers from Castellite really catch your eye. Do it yourself with the expert help at Castellite. For all your brick, block, rock, paver, and tile needs, go where the pros go. Castellite.com. Daryl's Appliance provides the best repair service. Daryl's techs are trained to pre-diagnose your repair problem before they arrive at your home, so it can be completed on their first trip. As a plus, Daryl's parts department is stocked from A to Z for you do-it-yourselfers, and Daryl's has used parts to save you money. Dishwasher baskets, bake elements, microwave trays, and more. For sales and service since 1970, it's Daryl's Appliance, west on Airport Road. Meet me downtown. Hi, this is Jake Neely, Executive Director of the Maloof Foundation. We'll be in downtown Logan on Saturday, September 19th at the Logan Marathon. Maloof Foundation is proud to be chosen as the official charity partner of the Logan Marathon. We hope you'll join us for this fun event on Saturday, September 19th. This year's marathon is planned with your health and safety in mind. Find out more at loganmarathon.com. Meet me downtown. Meet me in downtown Logan. There's now more to explore at Loveland Living Planet Aquarium. Come see the new Rio Tinto Kennecott Plaza. Take in the impressive eco-structure up close. Embrace your curiosity and explore your connection to our living planet. All free with aquarium admission, so you can get out of the house and explore the depths of the ocean to the deserts of Utah. Loveland Living Planet Aquarium, open daily. Reserve your visit at thelivingplanet.com. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric Franson, Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, 1069thefan.com. Uh, feel free to text in your reactions to the news today that's just breaking. Right before we went on the air, the Mountain West has voted to cancel fall sports, not just football. Uh, well, they're just the correct terminology is postponed indefinitely. So, no real word or commitment if something will. Uh, be revived in the spring or not. Frankly, I think it's really hard logistically if you do football in the spring. You would be asking those those players to play two seasons in six to eight month period of time. Um, it, it's going to be hard on the body to do that. Um, but you're going to be playing games on uh, Merlin Olsen Field and February, you'll be playing games at War Memorial Stadium. Um, you'll be playing games in, uh, in Laramie in February. Really? So I, I think that's just really hard logistically to do it. Um, if if it means having football or not having football, then sure, we'd be happy to, to see some form of it be played, but I just think it gets really hard. Um, I mean, 
I also feel terrible for the seniors that this was their last opportunity to make their make a shot to play at the next level. A statement from John Hartwell released just a few moments ago. He says, and I quote, Well, we are disappointed about the postponement of our fall sports and the opportunities for our student-athletes to compete. The safety and well-being of those student-athletes has been, is, and always will be our number one priority. This has been a stressful time for our student-athletes with all the uncertainties regarding their competitive seasons. Even though sports will not be played this fall, we will continue to provide the resources necessary for their mental health and well-being and academic successes. Close quote. And that goes to this text that we got in from 1534. So you're telling me it's not okay to have athletes on campus, but the rest of the student population is okay? Ridiculous. That's a very common thread. And you know what? I got to say, I'm kind of with that. If you're going to allow this just regular student body on campus, why, why can't you allow athletics to take place? There's a very strong argument that um, having athletics take place is a better situation for these athletes. They're going to have schedules. They're going to have curfews. They're going to have regular testing. They're going to have access to health care and trainers. They're going to have access to nutrition. Um, this so Regular guidelines that they need to follow to keep themselves healthy. It's disappointing. It's frustrating. Um, and uh, I, I, what's really frustrating is that they had so much time to get this figured out. Um, according to, uh, I guess, the Air Force Academy says, well, it looks like we're not going to do a, a conference schedule. We're still going to try to play our other uh, academies. Oh, my word. Right, we, there's news that uh, Nebraska says if the Big Ten doesn't play, well, we're going to try to find a way to still play. How do you do that? Air Force will have the opportunity to continue to explore competitions against Army and Navy if conditions allow, as we have similar physical missions across the service academies. That's according to a statement from their athletic director. Do gosh, do we see that? Is that a possibility? We have schools just go rogue, do things on their own. Is this the, the beginning of a reshuffling of the deck? Conference realignment? Ah, wow. What a crazy 24 hours. Really, it started over the weekend with the decision from the MAC. Um, with with today's announcement from the Mountain West, BYU has three opponents on their schedule. Good luck with that, Cougars. Now, if other conferences decide they're still going to go forward, well, then they're going to try to reach out to them to fill those spots. But they have Navy, North Alabama, and Houston, the only schools left on their schedule. At what point do they just fold it up and call it a day? Uh, again, there's a report that the ACC says they're absolutely going forward. The Sun Belt is uh, going forward as well. Um, the, the SEC, ACC, Big 12, are they all going forward? 
The Mountain West and the MAC will be the only ones left standing on the sidelines. It's a strong possibility. All right, we'll discuss high school sports and the NBA next hour. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. College football is part of the fabric of American life. For the season to be canceled this year would be a devastating blow in a very difficult year so far. This weekend, the Mid-American Conference became the first FBS conference to call off games in the fall. Now there's widespread speculation major conferences could follow. No surprise, the discussion around college football has become political. People on both sides pointing fingers. And the only word of caution I'd offer is this isn't your normal conference college football debate. I'm not talking about who should get the fourth spot in the playoffs. This is a health issue, both for the players and their families. A discussion with different parameters than anything else we've argued about in sports. We all have some sort of degree of expertise in this topic since we're living through it, but I'm not sure many sports writers qualify as experts. I hope that there is a season and it goes great, but we're all learning this year. Just about any aspect of our life can be and will be disrupted by this unprecedented pandemic. I'm Dan Patrick and this is Above the Noise.